the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I hope you're safe and warm. It is a very cold, uh, but more so just inconvenient travel day in central Ohio with the snow and the ice. And, uh, excuse me, the blowing snow, of course, uh, made it problematic for everyone. So I'm doing the show remotely today. If the show sounds a little bit different, that's a technological uh, compromise you make when you do the show remotely as opposed to doing it in studio. But I appreciate your tolerance in that regard. Big political news in Ohio overnight. Bernie Moreno withdraws. From the U.S. Senate race, I'm sad to see that. Uh, I was leaning toward uh, Bernie Moreno as my candidate at this time. I would have supported him uh, if nothing changed between now and the May primary. Uh, he is out. I think that's sad because I think he's the kind of candidate we need to help save our country. Uh, guys like I see in other places, uh, Trey Gowdy. I hate that Trey Gowdy's no longer in politics. But Trey Gowdy was a successful attorney, went to Washington, got frustrated with Washington, and now is out of Washington. Uh, We have a bunch of people who continue to go back and back and back and back and back, and they become celebrities. They become talking heads. uh, They become uh, kind of poor representations of the citizen representative government that our government was designed to be. Uh, That's what John Adams and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin were. They were citizen representatives, and they didn't want to make politics their career. Bernie Moreno didn't want to make politics his career. It hadn't been his career. It's been Sherrod Brown's career. It's been Rob Portman's career. It's been Mike DeWine's career, by the way. I don't reserve my disdain for career politicians just to Democrats. Uh, I share that same inherent suspicion of Republicans. And Mike DeWine is a career politician. He served as a senator. He served as a governor. He served as attorney general. He served as a state rep in the Ohio General Assembly. Doesn't mean he's a bad governor. He's vastly superior to Nan Whaley or whoever the Democrats end up running. But Mike DeWine's in a bit of a primary fight, which is unusual for an incumbent governor. He's challenged by two, well, now three, men on the Republican side. Ron Hood, who just got in. Jim Renacci, who is a successful auto dealer in Youngstown, but he's also been engaged in politics. He's run for Senate before. He's got a pretty decent name recognition. And Joe Blystone, who Joe Blystone exact exact representation of what I'm talking about. We need, in a general, descriptive way, people who have been successful, and Joe Blystone has with his farm market and uh, his uh, uh, event center, and just sees how things are running and says, that's ridiculous. I can do better. I need to serve. But Mike DeWine has the biggest name recognition, and Cleveland.com reports that Mike DeWine has the biggest war chest of money to spend. Uh, DeWine has over $9 million. In fact, he has more money 
than all the other candidates opposing him combined. He's trying, of course, to take credit and make political hay off the recent announcement from Intel that they're going to build a massive, basically, new city in Licking County and Jersey Township. Money is not always, of course, a guarantee that you're going to win the election, but it certainly doesn't hurt. He has started buying TV ads. You hear Mike DeWine ads on our station. We are obligated to take them, as are all radio stations and television stations in the interest of fairness. He uh, will unquestionably uh, receive the endorsement of all the mainline party organizations. The Ohio Republican Party is going to endorse Mike DeWine. I know for a fact the Franklin County Republican Party is going to endorse Mike DeWine. If they haven't already announced it, they're going to announce it soon. That will give Mike DeWine a big advantage in that he'll have access to all the Republican Party inner files and contact information and all that. So uh, I think while I see polling from the Renacci campaign that he's eight points ahead of Mike DeWine, again, with the political polling from a candidate, if the polling came back bad for Renacci, they would not release it. And there is a way to survey certain voters to tilt the result or, or in great likelihood tilt the result toward you. For instance, I find it interesting that the Renacci's, the Renacci campaign's polling for governor did not include Joe Blystone as a candidate. What could that lead to? Well, if you're going to poll Ohio voters and find voters who are more inclined to not want Mike DeWine to be reelected governor of the state of Ohio, where would you poll? You would poll in rural areas. If you poll in rural areas and you include Joe Blystone, you then risk having Joe Blystone show up in that poll. But if you exclude Joe Blystone and it becomes a binary choice between Mike DeWine and Jim Renacci, that would, in my opinion, accentuate the chances of Jim Renacci coming out with a favorable result in that poll. Again, I'm not saying that the poll is unscientific. I'm not saying the results reported are not true. I'm just saying there are ways to poll to get a result you want or to increase the likelihood of getting a, a result you want. Renacci is uh, a guy who's kicked in a lot of his own money. Uh, he's loaned himself money, and he's, in my opinion, Renacci's best chance of beating DeWine in the primary is if sometime between now and May, Donald Trump formally endorses Jim Renacci. Now, he's got Brad Parscal, Renacci does, Trump's 2020 campaign manager, as an advisor. Also, you will remember that Donald Trump was not exactly happy with the fact that Mike DeWine was the first Republican governor to say in the aftermath of the 2020 election, yes, Joe Biden is the president. And Mike DeWine did that on one of the big Sunday network news shows. Uh, Trump then held a rally, I think it was in January, in Ohio, and 
at that rally where Donald Trump eviscerated Anthony Gonzalez, drove Anthony Gonzalez out of running for re-election to Congress. And Max Miller will be the beneficiary of that because Max Miller is the Trump-endorsed candidate, and Trump is no doubt endorsed Max Miller to get back at Anthony Gonzalez. There's no doubt about that. So at that particular Cleveland appearance, Trump predicted that DeWine's reelection would be, quote, hotly contested, hotly contested. This was at the time when DeWine was still holding his daily COVID updates and when DeWine was still projecting a very, hmm, how shall I say this tactfully, a very concerned view of COVID and also starting to join the, the Biden chorus that vaccinations and boosters were the way out of this pandemic. That's going to be a weight around the neck of any politician running in a primary in May or a general election race in November. If you were someone who accented often enough and loudly enough and forcefully enough the necessity that you have to get vaccinated and you have to get boosted or you have to wear masks or you have to be socially distant in order to survive COVID or that it was incumbent upon you to do that to spare other people getting COVID. If that was the tack you took, you're going to pay a toll for that in the November election or in the May primary from Ohio voters who chose not to get vaccinated. And I don't think we're past, if we are, we're not much past 60% on vaccination rate in the state of Ohio. Of course, a lot of that are young people who may not have the vote, but a lot of older people, older than 18, who have the vote, who long ago made the decision for whatever individual personal reason not to get vaccinated, those folks do not want to be lectured. They do not want to be finger wagged. They do not want to be told that they are disloyal Americans, that they are unconcerned about others, that they are unsympathetic or without empathy. And any candidate, and Mike DeWine's one of them, who did that is going to pay a toll for it. Will it be enough of a toll to defeat him in a primary? If so, that is a huge wow. And that will be, much as the Democrats don't want to acknowledge it, a huge piece of proof that Donald Trump still holds considerable sway over the voting electorate, not just in Ohio, but nationally. So the snow emergencies out there, uh, seems like Fairfield Union, Delaware County got the worst of it. They are level three snow emergencies. Franklin County still level two. AEP says 50,000 customers this morning were out of power. Uh, Southeast Ohio, looks like it got a lot of ice. South Central Power says 22,000 people down there. But, of course, that's not uh, an area with a big city like Columbus. So stay safe. 
Wait for the plow truck drivers to get the roads cleared. If you don't have to go out, don't. Be safe if you're driving. Keep a respectable distance. Pump the brakes. Don't stand on the brakes. Steer into the skid. All those things that uh, you were told when you were first learning how to drive on snowy roads. But give people plenty of leeway. Don't be a cowboy, even if you have four-wheel drive. Uh, We've talked about Bernie Moreno's exit from the Ohio Senate race. He was next to last in the final uh, poll numbers, the most recent poll numbers, rather, that I saw from the Josh Mandel campaign. Uh, Mike DeWine, Jim Renacci, Joe Blystone, and the newest addition on the Republican side in the Ohio governor's race, Ron Hood, will slug it out all the way to the May primary. I thought all along, as the Senate race unfolded, that I wished some of the Senate candidates had entered the governor's race. Uh, I really think Mike Gibbons, Bernie Moreno, would have been strong governor candidates. Uh, They both want that Senate spot. Uh, Gibbons is still positioned to get it. Moreno has bowed out. Uh, But I don't know if Bernie Moreno's done with politics. I kind of hope not, but he spent an awful lot of money to try to win the Senate race. It was always an uphill climb for somebody who was not known outside the city of Cleveland. Now he has a degree of greater name recognition throughout the state of Ohio. Will he use it down the road to run for statewide office? Don't know. It's a long way until the next time the governorship of the state of Ohio comes open. And I don't sense, I think since Bernie Moreno's engagement with blockchain and other technology endeavors and business endeavors, I would doubt that he would be interested in running for a spot in the U.S. Congress. Um, particularly because uh, Max Miller, who's going to, I hope, win that seat, standing in the place where Anthony Gonzalez formerly ran, but once Gonzo voted for Trump's impeachment, he was dead to Republicans in the district that he serves. Uh, Max Miller is uh, going to be, if everything proceeds as planned, Max Miller is going to end up being Bernie Moreno's son-in-law. So I don't think Bernie Moreno is going to run against his son-in-law for a spot in Congress on the Republican side of the ticket. As for polling about Joe Biden, it's not good. Unless you're a Republican and you like reading these kinds of polls. This one from Rasmussen and the National Pulse. 54% of likely voters, 54% of likely voters say that Joe Biden will be remembered among the worst presidents ever. Ever. 54% of likely voters. Uh, that's not good. 25% say he will remember, be remembered having an average legacy. You know, you shouldn't aspire to average, but I guess if 54%, more than twice as many who think you'll end up being remembered as average, think you're going to be remembered as among the worst presidents ever, average seems pretty good compared to that. Ah, but Bruce, how many of those same people think Donald Trump will be remembered as one of the worst presidents ever? Remember, Biden's number's 54%. Trump's number, 43%. 43 percent. And Obama's numbers, just in case you were curious, 33 percent thought he would be remembered as among the worst presidents ever, which I would be in that 33 percent. Because I think the reason we have racial division in our country to a degree that we didn't have it 
for, what, 25, 30 years is because Barack Obama stoked it. Not his election. His election didn't stoke it. His painting of his critics as people who disagreed with him based upon the fact that he was African-American instead of based upon the fact that he was a wild leftist, drove the Democratic Party's obsession with race. Drove it. He used it as a shield against any and all criticism. And he switched because when he sat down with Steve Croft for his, hey, America, here I am, love me, vote for me, interview on 60 Minutes, Croft asked him, if he thought his race would be an issue in the election, and Barack Obama said no. It only became an issue that he used to his advantage after he had the office when he could not stand on the merits of his ideas, the merits of his policies, and he took the lazy and insidious way out to label his critics racist rather than principled disagreeing with him on policy. The interesting part of this poll where Rasmussen found that 54% of likely voters believe Biden will be remembered as among the worst presidents ever, and 25% think he'll have an average legacy, solely among Democrats, solely among Democrats, Biden gets more votes as being remembered as one of the worst presidents ever than as a president who will be remembered among the best presidents ever. That is an amazing, amazing number. That more Democrats, their eyes work. They know how much money they're paying at the pump. They see what happened in Afghanistan. They understand what happened on the southern border and is happening on the southern border. They fully understand that Joe Biden's policies are not working. That if they're going to answer honestly, he is more likely to be remembered as one of the worst presidents ever than as one of the best. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show, Dead Ahead. An interesting exchange at the State Department that points out that if you don't believe everything our government tells you, well, then you must be a Russian agent. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 